Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Um, and as we're doing this show, there's all kinds of screens on in the studio. Where's, what's this reporter here that's, that had to push somebody out of the way at the game last night? You didn't see this last night? No. I'll, I'll get Wyatt to pull it in for later. But it is, okay. it is a CBS4 Miami reporter who was at the Golden Knights game last night who did the best example I've ever seen of the drunk fan about to get in your live shot, and she's just stiff-arming him over and over again. Wow, good for her. Well done. Uh, We'll talk about that uh, here momentarily. There's not much to say about the the Knights' domination of the uh, Florida Panthers. 7-2 yesterday, a touchdown. They take a 2-0 lead in the uh, best-of-seven Stanley Cup final. And um, we will always uh, have our array of guests. Drew Densick will join us, talk French Open and... Obviously, the NBA Finals as well. Mark Borchard on baseball. Christy Andrews joins us. If you were with us yesterday, Spanky was on with us. Uh, Spanky has a new sports gambling Hall of Fame that already has three inductees. Billy Walters, Roxy Roxborough, Lefty Rosenthal, the Babe Ruth, the Ty Cobb, and the Walter Big Train Johnson, if you will, of the, uh, of the Sports Gambling Hall of Fame. Christy comes in today to announce the next two names. The next two names on that list, I believe grand total of 10 inductees. I'm not sure, Uh, but we will announce inductees number four and five after Billy Walters, Roxy Roxborough, and Lefty Rosenthal today on the show. So we look forward to that. And Chrissy knew him personally, Kelly. That's the difference. He knew them personally. So we should should absolutely uh, be appreciative of that because one day soon – we will not have that kind of contact with the legends of sports betting. That's for sure. It's one of the, uh, you know, even for, for for us that didn't know all these guys personally, but it's been a very cool part of our, our careers. I don't want to speak for you, but at least my, for my career coming out here over the past five years, getting just to associate with guys like Chris and Vinny and Jimmy, right? Who oh, know, I mean, 100%. Know, go so far back in, in the history of Vegas and sports betting here into, yeah, to honor the people that came before you that did this kind of stuff is is always important. Uh, real quick here, because we, we're chock full of guests, and, and they're going to stay with us in some cases for more than one segment, so you and I won't have much time to talk about things like the NBA draft and College World Series odds, which we will get into. We will edge into the show. But real quick, again, with the Vegas Golden Knights, I mean, it does strike me, if you watch this game last night, a game filled chock full of penalty minutes, that you just go back to this arc of this postseason, and it just drives home the point of 
how you can beat this sport over time is, is just remarkable to me, if you can. Because once again, the postseason begins. It's the most random of postseasons. Uh, although Stats by Lopez says baseball is actually more random. But again, for 80% of the favorites to get through in the NHL, you'd have to play best of 51s as opposed to the best of sevens they play in the NBA historically. And you had a Florida Panthers team that was the ace seed in the Eastern Conference who beat the historically great Boston Bruins. They have 65 wins in the regular season. Then the Toronto Maple Leafs, who came off their first playoff series win since 2004. And then the Carolina Hurricanes, as Andy McNeil calls them, who, again, when we went round by round and we would ask our hockey experts, like, power rank these teams. Those were the ones that came up in those rounds. The, the Vegas Golden Knights were never that team. Nope. That, so that's also the, the thing that's interesting is while people will seize on the fact that the Panthers are an eighth seed, and now you'll hear after a two to nothing deficit, a lot of folks are like, well, I mean, they're an eighth seed. They needed Pittsburgh to lose that final game, blah, blah, blah. Um, people forgot about that in the, month of, in the months of April and, and May. Temporarily, now they're back to that. With the Vegas Golden Knights, this was a team that got off to a really hot start along with teams like the Bruins and the Devils and the Hurricanes. But if you just went around town, nobody really thought this was going to be a great team. They were considered the most fraudulent of those great starting teams. And even when the even with our hockey experts, and I'm not disparaging our hockey experts because I think it's widely held, mm-hmm. nobody really thought this was the best team around by round either. And yet here we are now. And my mother could tell you that they were by far the better team last night. Yeah, you got uh, well, J- you got Jonathan Marchessault playing like uh, he's like the Miami Heat, right? In the playoffs, he's just like scoring all the time now. When he like I was struggling before. And is he and is he the Con Smythe winner if Vegas wins this? Right now, he might be. Oh, he shifted big time. We are yeah. minus one oh five on him now. Minus one oh five. Uh, Jack Eichel plus four twenty five. Aiden Hill five yeah. plus five hundred. Matthew Kachuk ten to one. Well, I think Will Hill has Marsha saw at 34 to 1. Don't quote nice. me on that, but I believe that's what he has. Um, but again, just a seven. Would it shock you if all of a sudden the Panthers came back? Now, a lot of people would say, yes, it would, because they just don't appear to be that good. Bobrovsky obviously cleaned up a lot of their weaknesses through the postseason. And I mentioned this to Andy McNeil yesterday. Bobrovsky made this unbelievable save early in game one. And you're like, wow, point blank range. They're never going to score on him. But by design, the Vegas Golden Knights have tried to figure out how to screen him and take shots from further, and it has just worked to a charm. But they're just beating the entire team at this point. Uh, we'll see what our hockey experts have to say about this on the run-up to Game 3, which is on Thursday. The Golden Knights now minus $5.50, $5 or north of $5 to win this series now. Florida north of $4 on the adjusted series price. You want some of that? Sort of. You do? <laughs> yeah. Kind of. I, I mean. I know. It's hockey. I know. Like, it's hockey, right? Yeah, it's like, hockey. I know. Like, me and you talk about this, and look, there might just be some of this stuff we just don't get, but it feels like so, the, this sports feels so random Rando. sometimes. And you're telling me I get four to one on a dog? The thing is, you can't convince me differently after all these years. You know, it's just, a, we'll, we'll see what, what folks, by the way, the Panthers are minus 120 favorites in game number three. So they are slight favorites to get off the schneid and uh, at least do what they have to do in game three to keep this interesting. Let's start there. The other thing is I always, I never miss an opportunity on this show because I know we're all so focused on sports betting, super close to the sun uh, on sports betting. And this does have a sports betting element to it, but whenever nerdy baseball stuff collides with sports betting, I, I love it. And back in the day, I don't know if people, people have listened to this show long enough. Remember when I don't know who it was back in 2017 or 2018, we were talking about MVP 
and someone was flirting with something historically. I want to say with the Triple Crown. It never happened. But the point I was making back then was, in 2012, when Miguel Cabrera won the Triple Crown, most home runs, RBI, and average, best batting average in the American League, there was this debate. There was a hot debate in baseball circles. Who should win MVP? Should it be Cabrera, who won the Triple Crown, or should it be Mike Trout, who in all kinds of newfangled metrics, newfangled for most, uh, for those of us who bet baseball for a while, wasn't so newfangled for us, but war and weighted on base and that kind of thing, should he have gotten the MVP? And my point at that time was it had been 45 years since 1967 when Carl Yastrzemski won the Triple Crown. He won it in the American League for the Boston Red Sox. And if you are a baseball purist or someone who follows the sport of baseball, the Triple Crown held this mythical status for all of those 45 years. And my point was, in 2012, when Miguel Cabrera finally did it after that long of a wait, four and a half decades, you had to give him the MVP. Now, the next year, when it was a Cabrera-Trout debate in 2013, then you can put in your, and I'm, no one loves analytics more than I do, then you can sort of use that as justification for Trout. But if, if you've talked about something that didn't happen for 45 years as this hallowed thing, a triple crown, however arbitrary one might decide that is, it was something really valued in baseball circles. So you had to give it to Miguel Cabrera. Enter the year 2023, and we have the curious case, Kelly Bidlin, of Luis Arraez of the Miami Marlins. The Marlins, who are three games above 500 against all sort of conventional wisdom, a lot of that having to do with their record in one-run games. But Arraez got his batting average on a three-for-four day yesterday, that included a two-bagger, to 399. That's the best over the first uh, 61 games since 2008. And Chipper Jones. Now, the question becomes with this, is 75-1 to on him worth a bet in the National League MVP race, which right now has Ronald Acuna Jr. as the short shot to win that of the Atlanta Braves, of course. And by the way, the people at the top are, you know, on teams, the usual suspects, Acuna Jr., Freddie Freeman of the Dodgers, Mookie Betts of the Dodgers, even Pete Alonzo, who uh, has the most home runs in Major League Baseball, and I believe is second in RBI in the National League. Pete Alonso there at 14-1. But you see, way down there is Arias at 75-1. to And so the question becomes, is that worth a bet? The point I'm getting at is no one has hit 400 in Major League Baseball since Ted Williams, who literally wrote the book, The Science of Hitting. No one has hit 400 since 1941 when Ted Williams hit 406. Now, we have had flirtations with this in the past. Most notably, when I was a kid, in 1977, Rod Carew hit 388, and in 1980, George Brett hit 390. If you collected baseball cards as a kid back then, you'll remember those. We thought those cards would be you know, priceless forever. Didn't work out that way, the baseball card market. But anyway, both of those guys won MVP awards back then. Since then, however, the nature of the game has obviously taken many a turn. We've had a, a steroid era where guys who did have huge batting averages didn't get the MVP. So in the case of, you know, Chipper Jones, who ended up hitting, well, first of all, Tony Gwynn, 1994, strike shortened year, he hit 394. That's the closest player who's ever gotten to 400 since then. He did not win the MVP, and yes, they did give out the MVP that year. Um, I mentioned before, Larry Walker, I did not mention Larry Walker, 1999, hit 379. He did not win the MVP that year. The best average through 61 games since Ted Williams hit 400 in 1941. Chipper Jones in 2008, 418. Larry Walker in 97, 416. Paul O'Neill, 1994, 411. Rod Carew, 1983, 411. Stan Musial, 
1948-408, on and on. Luis Arias has the 10th highest batting average currently of anybody through 61 games since Ted Williams did it. And so the point on the 75-1 to 1 I want to mention is you've got to overcome two things. One, you've got to figure, can he get to 400? And the point is that mathematically, none of those guys I just mentioned did. Mathematically, it is very unlikely for him to do so. And even if you believed it, even if you believe, you know what, Gil, I do think more than one out of 75 times the rest of the way, Luis Arias, if I ran it through a simulation, would hit 400 when all is said and done. Then you would have to get to the part about human beings actually saying, yes, hitting the hallowed 400 would actually get them to vote for him in this day and age. And I think because you have both of those two uncertainties, I actually don't think 75 to 1 is a good bet. Give me double that before I actually bet it. Golf breaking news on the other side. Major, major news. Coming up next, Numbers Game. Beeson. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Or download the app today. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and sign up. Or stop by, I should say, NAM Gym Casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Big breaking news in the sport of golf. Kelly, what you got? 
Uh, yeah, this just coming down in about the past 15 minutes. PGA Tour, Live Golf, and DB, DP World Tour merging commercial operations under common ownership, Gil. So a uh, the separation we've seen in the golf world apparently coming to an end. This will uh, mutually agreed upon all pending litigation between the participating parties. All will be dropped. Uh, further, the three organizations work cooperatively, cooperatively and in good faith to establish a fair and objective process for any players who desire to reapply for membership with the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour following the completion of the 2023 season. So uh, there's a lot to sift through here. There is a, a large press release that just came out and uh, stories coming out, but this makes... Uh, some sense of why Rory had been quiet about talking live the past couple weeks and why maybe why Phil Mickelson has been very active on Twitter uh, the past couple days. So uh, it, it appears, at least for now, that the PGA Tour live separation is coming to an end. Which, from a, from a few pure golf fan standpoint, is awesome. Because yeah. and nobody was watching live. And besides majors, we didn't get to have the full pool of golfers. In, in weekly tournaments. From a betting standpoint, though, as I asked you about the, when, when, they, when they separated, you were like, well, no, it doesn't matter. But, like, does this make it more fun for you, more difficult for you as a better? Oh, I think it's great. I think it's great. For it's me. awesome. I think it's great for in betting to have all, these, have all these guys back. Yeah. Now, I, I think the <laughs> how we got to a point where there was a separation and now we're all back together now. Well, so seemingly happy. I... It, I it's, it's a little odd to me, but just coming down now. So all these guys who took all that money, do we do they get to keep all that money? These are a lot. There's a lot of questions we're all going to have. That the need, need first to be thing I want to yeah. know, right? The, these guys get to keep their hundred million or their seventy million or their whatever at this point. That's the first question, because if that's the case, man, did they make out? I would assume so, but I don't know. I don't know. And then. You know, them coming back, I guess, I, you know, you, you want to say, hey, how will they be received? I think most people will just, it'll be water under the bridge. Yeah, most of them might. It'll it's just not be business be as usual. Yeah, most of them, it's yeah. not going to be an issue. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to ice, ice out anybody. But that's huge news. And the DP tour, by the way, there's going to be a portion of the audience that's like, what's the DP tour? That's the European tour. Mm -hmm. So massive for the sport of golf um, from a betting perspective, back to mainly, besides the DP part, mainly how it was. With these tournaments. But again, the, what you said there is key. A fair way of those guys also getting back into the PGA Tour itself. Yeah, which that was always going to be an issue. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess the, the, the major thing here is... They don't want lawsuits. Right. People yeah, are tired of lawyers. It's dropping all the lawsuits. Yeah. But, you know, the, the PGA Tour came out pretty aggressive against the Saudi-backed uh, public invested fund, which they are now apparently completely merging with. Yeah. So that's, that's something. That's for another show. <laughs> that's just, yeah. Um, that's a whole topic of, you know, and then th then everybody can have the, what's the, uh, what's the, the next argument that people make? Well, I mean, the PGA Tour itself was being played on courses that used to be historically, you know, all that stuff. Uh, Drew Dinsick joins us, everybody, from not only the Deep Dive podcast, but also NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast. Dinsick Classic, Newfangled Dinsick. You can follow him on Twitter at whale <laughs> underscore caver. It's like, it's like Classic Coke and New Coke. How you doing, man? I'm just uh, trying to figure out what the Newfangled Golf Tour is going to be called and what it's going to look like. And, yeah, this is a crazy, surprising news this morning. And, uh, I mean, 
I, you know, I'm not a golf guy, really. I don't have an edge betting golf. Uh, I was, I feel like we were starting to find something uh, with the idea that these live guys were playing less golf and in, in better form at the majors uh, versus the rest of the tour, who was kind of being ground into a fine dust uh, with these elevated events, kind of over the first half of the calendar. And I guess, I mean, ultimately, I, you know, that the stress that must have existed with the top, you know, keeping the top players on tour and playing this aggressive schedule and then getting beaten by the likes of the Brooks cup of the world and the, uh, uh, at the masters and, and at the uh, PGA championships was, uh, uh, was unsustainable apparently. And, um, you know, I mean, it was always going to be tough for the PGA tour to compete with uh, as much money as live, you know, as the Saudis were willing to throw at live, uh, especially when you're a quote unquote nonprofit entity. Uh, and now all that goes, uh, goes away. And presumably the product for the fans gets better, but, uh, we'll, you know, well, well, I, I'm, I, it's been a while since I was really in, entertained into golf. And it's funny cause I'm aging into that, uh, kind of demographic. So they, they may be, maybe recognizing that they have a little bit of an issue on their hands. Maybe. And, and one thing we say, and we'll, we can leave it at this, but the one thing, no matter uh, all the disparaging remarks can be made about live, but the one or two things that they did do is they forced more they, they they got more money to be paid to PGA golfers yeah. per tournament and the notion that some of these events were going to be mandatory to be played, right? The elevated events. So those two developments are pretty awesome for the sport of golf. And I think even the biggest cynic would have to acknowledge that part of it. Now, the part about how, because in, in the press release, it says, oh, we want to applaud them for bringing t- the team concept of golf. God, I hope <laughs> that doesn't catch on. <laughs> You know, like, uh, no, no doubt. Yeah, I don't want that happening. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about tennis? We'll get to the NBA finals. Have you had an edge in this French Open? Uh, no, no, I'm, lo- I'm going to lose. Even I, have, though... I have not either. Yes. Yeah, there's only, there's very, very few outs for me at this point to come out ahead, uh, even though it's, and it's especially tilting because. I, I had Sabalenka and Mukova, <laughs> and yet here here I am, uh, and that's your one of your semifinals, and I'm looking at a, a losing book here. So, um, if you hit yeah, your futures, though, do you win if you hit your futures? Yeah, I have to hit. I have yeah. to basically thread the needle and hit everything. Though <laughs> I have to hit Djokovic and Sabalenka, uh, and uh, I mean, right now Djokovic down one zero uh, to a very informed uh, Karin Hetchinoff. So it's uh, it's going to be a long day for me. Yeah, if, if the futures hit, if Iga and Carlos hit, then it's it's kind of water under the bridge, and it's and it's actually a winner. But match by match, it has been a uh, a down tournament. Uh, yeah. Nothing disastrous, but it, I mean, really, for me, it was day one was a disaster. And then it's kind of been like just treading water the whole way through. Um, but yeah. do you have anything in terms of what is already lined for tomorrow? Tomorrow, the second part of the quarterfinals. Well, I could talk about uh, today even. Please. Uh, we got a, we're going to get a late start for Alcaraz. This is, past. This is probably the most uh, interesting match outside of if we do get Alcaraz Djokovic. Uh, this is one of the more interesting matches we're going to have all tournament because Sissipas has typically been sort of the, you know, Alcaraz's pigeon. He's been, you know, Alcaraz has kind of picked him apart, picked his game apart, never really been frustrated by him in any of their head to heads. Uh, you particularly look at what Alcaraz did to him in Barcelona this year. Uh, Barcelona, really, really similar conditions in terms of court speed and ball to, uh, to what we have at Roland Garros. So it's kind of your best analog. Uh, and Alcaraz just completely, you know, no contest at him effectively. Uh, and 
it's you know that he's been doing that to a lot of players, but uh, for what it's worth, everything we've seen from Sissipas in the year 2023, he's taken his game a step forward in this tournament. Um, the degree to which he's finding winners and avoiding errors is like mind meltingly impossible. Um, and yes, maybe regression is due and he's going to be an unforced error machine today. That's entirely possible, but uh, it uh, it's been very, very impressive seeing Sissipas continue to evolve his game and get even better. And I think Alcaraz is due for a, a pretty tough contest. I think this is going to go five sets. I have Alcaraz three, two is my most likely outcome here. Uh, and I think the over is a bet. I think sets, you know, to go the distance is a play. And I think uh, Sissipas uh, to win at least two sets is a good bet. Um, and most of this is just kind of believing in what I'm seeing from his form to this point in the tournament, even though, you know, neither guy has been especially tested in terms of degree of competition or, uh, you know, really been asked to do much. Uh, it still has been just extremely impressive watching both of them kind of uh, perform at this level. And this is a pretty high stakes match. And, uh, you know, especially if something happens to Djokovic in the early match here, this ultimately turns into your de facto final, yes. uh, as far as I could tell you, which is amazing to say, but, um, that added pressure to, you know, into the cauldron makes it even more likely it's going to go over in my mind. So that's kind of a qualitative angle, but, uh, yeah, overs, overs, overs for me and Alcaraz Sissipas. And, you know, I'm coming off of, uh, uh, very, very confident, heavy staking on the over in the Alcaraz Musetti match, which was dead on arrival. Uh, and it's tough to go back to the Alcaraz over well, but uh, I just, you know, the margin between these two players is going to be pretty narrow. Uh, and if Sissipas can produce the type of aggressive winning tennis that we've seen to this point in the tournament, uh, then he's going to win some sets. All right. 35 and a half is the total in that right now. Uh, Drew likes that to go over. Also likes Sissipas to win two sets, not Sissipas plus the games. You're not playing that. No, I think the fabric of the sets could be a little bit tricky to thread the needle with games, but sets looks looks beatable to me. Okay, we'll see if uh, Drew has anything tomorrow, including Iga and Coco playing in their quarterfinal tomorrow after Iga got through by withdrawal of Lesia Tsurenko yesterday in the NBA Finals. Game number three, knotted up at one game apiece. What does he think now with the Heat and the Nuggets? That's next. Numbers game, facing the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Take your sports betting game to the next level this summer with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up now for only $9.99 and get access to everything we do, including daily pro picks on all the summer action, including NFL and college football futures, premium analysis from our team of top handicappers and industry experts, 24 7 video access, and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits showing you where the public and sharp money is going to give you an edge. Start betting smarter. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe and sign up now. We get tweets at beating the book, but I just want to. I want to isolate the uh, live PGA merger ones. And by the way, if you're just joining us, that's the big news of the morning. The PGA tours and the uh, live golf tours are merging. Uh, Trip Tepper, PGA tour knew they were going to lose and lose big in court. Big win for LIV, live who disrupted a sport and ultimately quote unquote won. Um, I don't, I'm not smart enough to, to speculate on the legal ramifications of who would have won and who wouldn't have, but absolutely, I believe, live one, quote-unquote, for sure. D. Mark B. makes it about politics. He says, so basically the Saudis funneled all the money they could to Trump through live, and now they don't need it anymore. That's what he says. Chris Felica, the bear from Fox. Are you familiar with Chris Felica's work? I've heard of him. Basically, this is Chris talking. Basically, I'm interpreting this as PGA new... Live wasn't going anywhere, and Live knew nobody watches their events. So they finally, quote-unquote, figured it out. Whether that's right or not, I don't know. I'd also anticipate quite a few events going away. 
I think I, I agree with all that. That is, I, I think we finally hit a standstill. Here's the, here's the real thing. And you and I were talking about this off air. Because I brought up, do they, did all those golfers who went get to keep all their money? And if so, imagine how you feel now if you're one of these PGA golfers who didn't go, who didn't take the money. You found out, you're, you, you, you basically said, I am on principle, I'm standing, I am not going to take all of these offers. Not everybody got an offer, but a lot did who, who turned them down. Those guys took it. Those guys, I guess, we're, we're speculating now because we don't know, I get to keep at least some huge portion, if not all of their money. And now I find out that the tour that I supported, that I was super loyal to, turned around and made a deal with Liv behind my back. And as you pointed out, Kelly, a lot of people are finding out on Twitter. Yeah, Rick, uh, Rick Gaiman tweeting, who does some, he does, he's been on the show with us before, does great golf work, uh, uh, both betting and for CBS Sports. He, he tweeted, initial feedback, feedback from tour players are, quote, not happy. Not happy. Uh, they yeah. are fi- a lot of them finding out live on Twitter. Call Morikawa tweeting about it right now. Uh, they are finding uh, out just like we are live on Twitter about this and everything you just ran down, all the cash they passed up, ske- changed schedules to defend the tour. Bro. Defend the shield, as we would say with the Bro. NFL. Oh, the drama. And then wel- welcome back. Soap opera. It's a telenovela happening on the, in the golf tour. Drew Densick joins us once again. He's ready for a telenovela. Look at the guy. Drew Densick at whale underscore capper. In another life, maybe he would have been on below deck. Maybe he would have been in a telenovela. We don't know. Um, <laughs> so anything else on tennis tomorrow before we get to your NBA finals thoughts? Iga Coco specifically, anything there? Yeah, I played two uh, uh, sides in the women's side tomorrow. I like uh, Javor 2-0, and I laid the seven games with Iga at plus 131. There you go. Um, don't think that that is a competitive contest. I don't think either is a competitive contest. Uh, you know, Jabor uh, Beatriz might be fun for the first set, but I think the fatigue that uh, Beatriz Haddad Maya suffered at the hands of her fourth round, uh, just absolute war. It went three plus hours. I think that's going to be a little bit too much to overcome considering uh, the kind of variety in Jabor's game, her ability to move uh, Beatriz around the court. Um, I think, Honestly, the Jabor drop shot is going to be un, un, unbeatable. Uh, golden age of the drop matchup. shot. Yeah, yeah, and, and her her touch is just—it's so cool to watch. And I don't—I don't think you know—I don't think Beatrice really stands much of a chance. Uh, similarly, uh, Iga is building into uh, an unstoppable force. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you know, the superlatives about the way she's getting through these matches—it's—you can't say enough. Um, just to give you a, she continues to get better. a sense of the timing, Beatrice, uh, Iga Sviatek now with the withdrawal yesterday has spent 13 minutes more on court in this tournament than Beatrice Haddad Maya spent on court just yesterday. What? <laughs> 13 minutes in the whole tournament more than Haddad it's Maya. Ridiculous. Who's not it's been pretty yesterday. hot too. So, yeah. and they've been playing a lot of these matches in the day, at least on the women's side. So but, yeah, it's a, uh, that's a huge, huge disparity. A lot of people, not a lot of people, but a few people have asked me, would I take Iga to, to have a bagel set? Cause she's had, you know, four bagel sets yeah. in three matches essentially to this point. My answer is no, I wouldn't lay the number on her bageling. Bageling is just so difficult. The fact that she's done it so frequently is just, I mean, could she? Of course, but I wouldn't bet on that to happen against Coco, even though I think it'll be a route. Anything on the men's side real quick? Uh, I think the men's prices are actually pretty fair. I was hopeful to get a price in the plus 300 range on uh, Etreveri, but 
market's pretty wise to that one, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then similarly, I thought you could catch Rude at a dog price uh, coming up against uh, Rune, who played really just a really physical match yesterday. And, you know, is, in general, looks like he's struggling a bit with fitness. Um, but Rune, Rude is the, uh, you know, is the small favorite there. So market got those two right on the men's side. And I think we probably see a rude Zverev semifinal. Not that I really am excited to watch that one, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, the bottom half can, you know, it's kind of the, it's, it's, uh, we knew it was an imbalanced draw coming into this. And I, you know, I, I, I think you're looking at your runner up as whoever comes out of that mess of four players left. Okay. NBA finals, by the way, Djokovic down a set drew saying earlier, not just one, nothing, but down a set. Uh, they're on serve in the second set Djokovic and, Karen Hatchinoff, NBA Finals. So we're in we're this two-day period where there's no games, no hockey or basketball tonight, as a matter of fact. NBA Finals resumes tomorrow night in Miami. Series tied up at one game apiece. Obviously, uh, we talked about it extensively yesterday where the heat, the three-point shooting was just unbelievable. Uh, Djokovic only had four assists. Those were the big headlines, including the fact that the heat actually got... Uh, instead of having just two free throw attempts as they did in game one, they actually had 20 attempts in game two. That helped as well. Uh, so those were the three probably biggest headlines, I would imagine. I might be forgetting one. Do you take that, though, as your takeaway of, oh, the Heat are legit contenders to win this series after what I saw in game two? Or was your takeaway, man, everything had to just be perfect, especially that three-point shooting had to be through the roof for them to win even that game? Where do you stand here? Heat are plus 225 on the adjusted series price. Yeah, I'm having a extremely difficult time finding any kind of edge in the series. I don't really understand what happened in games one and games two. Denver should have won game one by 20 and would have should have won game two by eight to 10. Uh, and yet the Heat are finding ways in the fourth quarter to outplay them. Um, and I am not seeing it with my eyes. I'm not seeing it with the numbers. I don't really understand how any of this is happening. Uh, so I'm kind of basically sitting on my hands here, hoping to see something at some point that gives me any kind of interest or edge at all in this series. Cause right now I'm just sort of uh, on the sidelines. Did you, um, do you, I, yeah. my thing yesterday was if anything, I liked the under in game three because there was only 90, 91 possessions, I believe. And it barely got over. And that was, you know, the heat just having this unbelievable percentage volume and yeah. percentage of made threes. And so my instinct was the under, um, is that a proper instinct or is the heat strategy here to just take the air out of the ball? And so, you know, if that's the case, I mean, in one, in one respect, that really just does actually buttress what I'm saying. And you're just hoping for, you know, not a huge three point shooting affair and that the nuggets won't be able to increase that pace. Yeah. I mean, for, I, I had a, a small stake on the over in game two and I, my reaction watching it live and seeing the pace that you mentioned in first, second and third quarter was this isn't even going to sniff 219 mm -hmm. or 216 or whatever it was. Uh, and yeah, I was like, this is a dead nut under and sure enough, it, it made images to go over. I, and this is kind of in keeping with sort of the disbelief or not sure what I'm seeing. Like the Nuggets defense is, has issues, surely. Like there's ways to attack it, but the Heat aren't even really necessarily 
getting to the soft spots of the defense. The Nuggets are just kind of playing sloppy. They're giving them just all kinds of really, really Awful high quality defense. looks. Yeah. Just a high quality looks all over the place. And with the length that they have and the personnel that is on the floor, like it doesn't really make sense. Uh, I saw it in game one for sure. And it didn't ultimately matter, but, and I thought they would tighten it up for game two, but it was almost worse. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it, the Nuggets schematically apparently, and just from an effort standpoint, have an issue defensively, which keeps me keeping me from getting involved in an under, even with the total being kind of high for as few possessions as we're expecting here. And I guess I'm sitting here hoping the heat managed to find a way to win game three with the nuggets, not exercising any of their uh, adjustment potential, right? If they just kind of nuggets kind of roll in like, Oh yeah, well we're favored. We're the better team. Like they did for the majority of the Lakers series, which ultimately didn't cost them. Uh, but if they, you know, if they do that and they go down two one in this series to with heat and, you know, have to really kind of go to the, go to the, um, the drawing board and come up with some schematic uh, adjustments for game four, then, uh, you know, I may get involved with them for the series, but as it stands right now, I just, I'm, I'm struggling to find any reason to even tune in because <laughs> the games have not been good. I don't understand these teams, especially the heat. Uh, and so it's, it's hasn't been a great betting experience for me personally, but and maybe I, you guys out there winning. I, and I mentioned this before when you said, Hey, your hope was for the heat to win game one and sort of employ that same <laughs> strategy, which is, theory you, we can say it here statically on a, on a weekday morning i trust you that you would follow through with it i wonder what percentage of the audience would be able to if they saw the heat win still then go against them drew i appreciate it. i got to run thank you brother best luck guys at whale underscore capper drew dinsick will come back nba mvp talk next What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an up 
upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, authorized gaming partner of the NBA, hits the court with a special playoff parlay insurance offer. Place the same game parlay of four legs or more and get back a bonus bet up to $25 if you miss one leg. Enjoy the playoffs like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and parlay selection features throughout the postseason. Log in now or sign up and opt in to get back a $25 bonus bet if one leg in your same game parlay falls short. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling prompt call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Camera's not usually on me when I read those promos, Kelly. It's very, uh, it's very disconcerting. All eyes on me. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Um, here's the thing we, uh, talking about all our bets in tennis and in, uh, the NBA finals, or at least tossing those around, you know, what everyone wants to talk about this morning is PGA and live. And, uh, that is certainly the case on Twitter. We get tweets at beating the book. This is from Jason Stark. He said, Hey Gil, live accomplished what the AFL and ABA did in under two years. Live wins bigly. Jason, uh, Jesse Welch, pardon me. Listen, if the uh, PGA is smart about this, they should 100% market this up and make some kind of head-to-head tournaments with former live uh, livers versus PGA stayers. Jack Hannon, big winner in the golf mergers. The fans, I agree with that. Kepka not playing in the Ryder Cup would have been a travesty. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that for sure. Um, Chris Valika was texting, was tweeting in for us, the bear from uh, Fox Sports. So we just decided, Kelly, didn't we? We were like, hey, if he's tweeting, might as well just have him on the show. Chris Valika joins us now from uh connecticut his abode how you doing chris i'm I'm good i was wondering if you were gonna go uh tupac on me with the all eyes on me (laughs) uh, at the the start of the uh segment there might have entered my brain for a second you have you have some (laughs) some detailed thoughts on this don't you on on the merger here yeah i'm curious i mean obviously the the devil's gonna be in the details when you read everything but uh my my first thought is i guess it ultimately came to a point where PGA Tour understood that they're not going away. Uh, they're going to be here, and some of the best players in the world are, are going to be over there. And Liv realized we have a player who just won the, the PGA, was runner-up in the Masters, and Phil was runner-up in the Masters, and nobody's watching our tour. So, like, okay, let's finally get together. Let, let's figure this out finally. So I, I think that was uh, my immediate reaction to it and then uh, you kind of sit and you kind of you pause and you think about it a little bit and you're like okay does this mean that maybe a good number of events now are going to go away because you're really just going to have one huge world tour but then you think about it again you're like with so many golfers out there you really just can't have events go away so are you going to get some type of like dual tier deal uh like maybe what you had with the court ferry tour where like you're going to have these these elevated events where maybe you have like the, the top hundred players in the world or players that qualify for these events playing, and then you have the non-elevated event with people who are maybe outside the top 100, and you can work your way into different events throughout the year. So th- those were the couple of thoughts uh, that I immediately had. Uh, 
uh, when, when I when I surprised, read the surprising news, and then the other biggest news that, that I saw was was again how players were in the dark on this. You see Colin Morikawa mm-hmm. tweeting like, "Hmm, interesting finding out golf news on Twitter again." Like it, it's total ridiculous how uh, they were able to keep this under wrap, and I, I think it just goes to show how surprising of a uh, of a deal this was. Those live golfers must be texting each other, just pumping oh. their fists. They just they oh. won it every which way. Mm-hmm. They 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 did. And and I was never one of those. I hate live. I hate all the players that went over there. They made a decision for themselves to to better their career, whether it was in terms of financial finances, longevity, whatever it was. And you can't deprive them that. And, and they actually they came out and, and they they took a stance and did whatever they did and ultimately the uh, the, the PGA probably was the I would think the one who kind of was the the instigator in this if you want merger or whatever you're ultimately going to call it right we're realizing uh, they're not going anywhere do we want to continue uh, treating this in an unamicable way especially we're now seeing uh, the resurgence of a healthy Brooks Koepka. And, um, and Phil playing so well, making the cut in both majors as yeah, well. Yeah, historically, we'll look back on this as a blip. I really believe that. But yet this blip was so enriching for so many. Um, and Liv did did ultimately win. And, and I will just say this again. And they got some, they, they kind of proved a point. The PGA wasn't giving the golfers uh, enough money in some of these events. And so at least that, that was their biggest impact uh, beyond just enriching individual players. Do you, have you made U.S. Open golf bets, by the way, Chris? I made one U.S. Open bet. And that was a player who I normally don't play uh, in in majors because he's usually over bet and he's kind of a hype player and he, I, I, should, I should take it back. I bet on him once in a major and that was at the Masters the year Tiger wound up winning. I bet Patrick Cantley. Uh, it's a it's a West Coast LA based course. He's a California guy, so I think the the conditions out there and the climate's gonna be a little bit shorter of a course. Uh, I think he may not feel as much pressure or have as much difficulty. Uh, with some of the, uh, the traditional major courses, so I, so I took a shot uh, with Cantley. I think I got him at sixteen to one, which isn't the greatest price, but but I figured uh, this could be. You know, I went back and looked, and I'm like, you know what? For all the the grief that I have given him about people betting on him and him really never going to be a major champion, go back his recent run in, in in majors. He's played pretty well. He's got a bunch of top tens and, and top fifteen. So this probably will be his best chance to win a major. So I took a chance with the, with Cantley and I'm sure I'll wind up having a, uh, a Scheffler ticket and a ROM ticket as well. And I know that you're, you're cutting your profit in half, but I'll wait and see how the first round goes and then go from there. Oh, we'll all wind up with a Scheffler ticket. That's for sure. I yes, we will. What else? The, the, the beauty of having you on is you're always betting on all kinds of random stuff as well. What, what do you have in pocket? What could you recommend to folks just throughout the sports betting landscape right now? Cause you're betting tennis, you're what, betting what? college world series. What do you got? I, I, you're probably not going to like the bet that I made this morning. Uh, I actually took Stefano Stisipas plus the uh, the six and a half games against Alcaraz. Uh, it was minus 130 j- just because Alcaraz was, was redlining everything uh, the, the other day, and he was fantastic. So his level might drop a little bit, and, and Stisipas has, has played really, really well. He's won in straight sets, and some of them have been long. He's always going to find his way, I think, to get at least one set to a tie break, maybe two. So I think getting to uh, pass plus six and a half games, I think that's something that, that I liked. 
Uh, I did have a bet earlier this morning as well, obviously before I knew I was coming on and tweeted out, but sorry, but I, I took a uh, hatchet off to win a uh, set here as well against Djokovic and he won a set and they're on serve here in the, uh, the second. And uh, I'm already looking forward to uh champions league final on Saturday and got the Belmont stakes on Saturday and got USFL on Saturday. So it's another, uh, Big day of waging. I'm, I'm going to look, I think, at uh, the draw in the uh, Champions League final between um, Inter Milan and and Manchester City. They're going to be it's going to be a lot of pressure on Manchester City. They, they mean best team in the world. Won the FA Cup. They won the Prem, but they were chasing all year in the Prem. They finally caught Arsenal and surpassed them and held on. Uh, you, you won the FA Cup in a really good match uh, last week. Now the pressure to complete the treble is on. And you're going against a team in Inter that has a world-class midfield, and that's the one area that you really need to be strong at when you're facing facing City, because you need to control some of the ball. And we saw Manchester United, I think, have a lot of the ball on Saturday. They had some really good chances. So I, I think Inter can kind of slow this game down, be at the pace. I think the last three finals have all been one nil. If I'm a, if I'm one nil or two nil, so you've had a tendency to see lower scoring games. And, and I think Inter can hang in there. So I'm going to take a, uh, a swipe with the draw. I think I saw somewhere around 350 or so, my, my, if my mind is uh, not mistaking me. So that's what I'm going to be. Uh, okay. It's funny too, because I got my, 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 uh, my Serie A team is AC Milan. My Prem team is Liverpool. So I kind of got their, their two biggest rivals going against each other on Saturday. So uh, it's going to be kind of disheartening. Watch. We'll, ha- we'll, we'll have you back later in the week to discuss the Belmont, the yeah. third leg of the Triple Crown, but give me 30 seconds on that. What are your thoughts? Well, the, well, the, the draw is uh, coming up shortly. Uh, it's going to be interesting because I, I think you're going to see Forte probably go favored. Uh, maybe Age of Empire, short second choice. But uh, I, I'm looking at Tappet Trice and I'm looking at, uh, at Hit Show, two horses that ran in the Derby, skipped the Preakness. Now going to be running in the Belmont. We've seen this. We've talked about it before with Todd Pletcher as that horse that wins the Tampa Derby, runs okay in the, uh, in the in the Kentucky Derby, skips, and then is poised for a big effort on Saturday in the Belmont. So I think Tappet Trice or Hit Show are going to be the two horses that I'm going to be looking at on Saturday. Tappet Trice or Hit Show. Preliminary Belmont thoughts from Chris Valica. Always nice to have you drop by. Appreciate that, man. Thank of you. Of course. Good, good to talk to you. Chris, Be well. Chris Valica from Fox Sports, everybody. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Valica, F-A-L-L-I-C-A. And who knows? Maybe some of the things he talked about with the merger could happen as well. Time will reveal, as DeBarge once said back in the day. We'll come back. Baseball with Mark Borchard. His thoughts on my uh, Luis Arias non-bet. Also thoughts beyond that in the sport of baseball. It's a numbers game at Vista, the Sports Betting Network. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.